Hello, what's going on? I'm your host, Headphone Joe, and I'm here with my co-host, as always. What's up, everybody? Brennan Tassif coming to you live in color. Cheers from the press box. Joe bringing the energy this morning. Oh, was I not bringing the energy? Is that the, <laughs> the king of I needed for the energy? Sorry, I'm in a closet right now. So you are. This is a bit different from my normal setup. Uh, but that doesn't mean we're not going to do a normal show, folks. We're going to give you everything that you expect from us. Uh, there's a couple of topics in the NBA, a couple of topics in the NFL, topics, topics in the NFL, some MLB things I want to get to. I don't think it's going to be a long episode as we have uh, waited for the NFL season to kick off here, Brennan. But there's a lot of things in the quick hits. But I, I don't think there's anything we're going to take too much time on unless you have crazy wild opinions and theories no not at all no crazy wild opinions i do have a bunch of not a bunch i have a couple questions about the premier league okay the prim all right no problem um so yeah so without much further ado let further ado why can't i talk sometimes let's get to it ready to return the opening kickoff perfect way to kick off Brennan, I believe you had this. Jimmy G has re-signed to stay with the uh, 49ers for at least the foreseeable future. Um, do you think this means he's going to be competing with Trey Lance? Do you think this is just, you know, we can't find a trade partner at this time, so let's just guarantee some more money to this handsome devil, and then we could trade him maybe later on? What, what do you think this is? Um, so, yeah, I had this. I didn't think the 49ers were going to get rid of him, uh, but I had it for different reasons. So uh, the the restructuring and everything like that, it's a it's a cap move, but they were already below the cap. So it didn't make sense just to get rid of Jimmy G just because um, this comes down to the whole. If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one quarterback kind of a thing. So they've named Trey Lance the starter moving forward. Um, he's the one getting all the reps. But you know that there are people in that locker room that are like, Jimmy took us to a Super Bowl. Why are we going with this unproven young guy? And I I think it's the more I've had to think about this, because I thought they were going to keep Jimmy and he was going to be the starter and it all would be well in San Francisco. But it seems like they're keeping him, but he's not going to be the starter. So I think that's actually more damning because Trey Lance is going to have a game where he's like nine of like 17 with three picks. And what's going to happen then? Are they going to put Jimmy in? Because that's going to, totally corrupt the entire chemistry of the team only because it's going to be uh Jimmy's my quarterback now Trey's the quarterback now Jimmy so I I you know I was right about them keeping him but I it was for the wrong reasons uh I thought thus, they were going to name him the starter me so. ultimately being correct because I told you he's <laughs> not going to have a good season because all the turmoil was going to be infecting the chemistry of the team. Joe was right. This is all a long way to say Joe was right. Um, <laughs> I had them in the bottom 16. You had them at the top 16. They don't Do know you? who their quarterback is. Their quarterback's losing his hair looking like Trey Young out there. It's a whole <laughs> mess. It's a whole mess. So do you think you think they're going to go with Trey and just stick with Trey for the whole season and that's going to you know work out to being a bad season? Trey. I think they're going to go with Trey. And he the problem is he's learning on the job. Yeah. Um. Because he hasn't had that much experience playing like at a well, high level. Like yeah, what is that college. stat? At, in college, he's only ever th- attempted like three hundred and eighty passes. Like, like his he only entire played, college like, career, thirteen games. Yeah. Or something. So he only played like thirteen games in college, and then he gets thrown into the. So it's not like how with, um, say, a, a Colin Kaepernick or uh, Patrick Mahomes, where you know they sat for a little bit, and then once they got thrown in. You know, it was like, oh, all the seasoning's already done because Patrick Mahomes already had like a three, four year career at Texas. Yeah, State. I was going to say Cap was with Nevada. Yeah. at Nevada for three, four, five years. Like, it was just like seeing the game at this level and, you know, getting to understand the flow of the game and everything. But this kid is like, he doesn't have that muscle memory at this higher level. So it, they were going to be on a learning curve all season anyways. But now you're bringing in the, 
hey, but that guy that we already did this with, we were just in the NFC Championship with, is right there. And we already Why went to a Super Bowl with him. With yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's going to cause a lot of tension. I'm interested to see if Shanahan reverts back to um, kind of his old style uh, when he was with the, uh, at that time, Redskins, now the Commanders. You could have uh, just said the Washington football team. Yeah, that's oh yeah, that is what we're doing. Okay, so yeah, Washington <laughs> football team. I forgot we were not because I love that name. I forgot we're not going away from that. You love uh, that name, the Washington football team. I think. That's oh, like, okay, okay. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah. 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 No. 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 But when he was uh, with them in 2012, you might remember they drafted uh, some quarterback out of Baylor, Robert Griffin the, III. But then in the sixth yeah. round, they took this stout. Fantastic running back out of Florida Atlantic University, Alfred Morris. Um, And they ended up, that was the year that 2012 was the year that they made all that noise uh, Mm -hmm. because they were running the split veer and the uh, the RPOs and all that kind of stuff and the uh, speed option. Bringing the pistol to the NFL, basically. So if he goes back to that with Trey, he'll obviously find success because they had instant success with that in Washington. So, and Trey is an athletic quarterback, but he's not. to me, the problem with that is unless you're going to put Debo in the backfield, which I don't see them doing play in, play out, True. Like, that minimizes the impact he's going to have on the team by well, just being a couple catches a game potentially. Because from that run with RG3, you know, there's no receiver that you remember. There's no standout target that you remember. So exactly. it's like you just signed Debo to be a receiver, not to be a a, a filling guy. Well, and the other the big ends. problem too is Baylor ran a lot, not a lot, but a, a a good amount of option for college. And I'm not sure if North Dakota State did that with Trey, no. so he might not. And the option's difficult. We ran the triple option in high school, I so I know how difficult it is reading the the ends it's and the linebackers and stuff. Move. Yeah, it is because we didn't have a lot of athleticism, so we ran the uh, option. Hey, what do they say? Remember the Titans split veer option. It's like Novocaine. Just give it time; it always works. Uh, mm. So, it, I'll be interested to see what Kyle does because I, I don't think don't drink. But this show, if people were to listen to the show at night, it'd be a great drinking game. How yeah. many? How many uh, movie quotes. movie references can Brandon make in an episode? No, I got a lot. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm interested to see where they go because, like you said, they recite uh, Debo. We've been talking about that. Uh, they've Kittle. They've got a pretty good offensive line. So I'm interested to see. What, and that defense is sick. So I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, I don't think Trey's the guy. You and I have talked about that. But I thought, like I said, I thought they'd bring Jimmy in and it'd be like, ah, just kidding, guys. I'm here. But that's not the case, apparently. It's not, it's not what it seems they plan on doing. Um, but. There's a team that plans on doing the same thing over and over again. Speaking of foiled plans. Uh, I just wanted to give you this space to rant because you immediately texted me when this happened. And I, I I was in a special top secret meeting and I had no idea what the hell was you were talking about. Apparently the Jags did that thing again. Yeah, so the Jaguars, my uh, team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars uh, traded uh, LaViscus Chenault there. I thought he was a first-round pick. He was a very early second-round pick. In 2020, wide receiver out of Colorado. The rub on him was that he uh, was injury prone, but he was incredibly physical, which is what why he was uh, 6'1", 227 pounds, a wide receiver. Had a, quite a few drops last season, uh, eight drops, actually. He was like tied for second or third, only behind Debo, speaking of. Um, and uh, they traded him to the Carolina Panthers. We just did this, what was that, last year? C.J. Henderson, our... Uh, First round pick out of Florida. We traded for a fourth or fifth round draft pick to Carolina. And then we traded our Wait, second didn't you round. Did get Arnold out of that too? Yeah, and we got Dan Arnold, who I was watching the fourth, our fourth preseason game, the final preseason game the other day against oh, the yeah, Falcons. So. Yeah, because the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. Uh, I was like fourth. Yeah, and so I was watching that against the Falcons. By the way, and I got to say, sorry, sorry to cut you off. I don't see why they wouldn't push everything back. Yeah, I don't know. Because now we have just a week with nothing. Well, we had a week after the Hall of Fame game with nothing, and now we have a week before the season with nothing. Oh, really? Yeah. That's really odd. That's really odd. Because I was thinking the other day, I was like, wait, isn't Hard Knocks supposed to be like five episodes? There's only three games now. Like, what what are these episodes? I'm not even watching. I'm like, what are these episodes? It's very odd. 
But Good. Dan Arnold was in the game against the Atlanta Falcons. The you know wow. the the last game where nobody who's gonna play during the play season really it. plays. Everyone who's on the bubble has to, you know, try to get make you know get make the roster get their spot. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could quote Who the replacements, get, get your spot, bruh. Um, sorry, I want to throw a movie quote in there, but you stepped all over <laughs> it. Uh, the the um, other tight end that that's what that he'd be me, fighting with. I don't, I don't know. Man, when I'm you not, sent that text, as you looked this up, when you sent that text, I just saw pennies on the dollar. Da, 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 da. I was like, damn, did Christian Kirk just get hurt? And, like, you, you guys spent all that money to get him? Like, what's going on? That's all up and coming. I'm like, what is he talking about? And I was I was just like, Brendan, what, what are you referring to? I have no – I can't decipher this text. Yeah, it was – um. <laughs> So right now at tight end, we've got Evan Ingram and... Uh, ah, that's your one right now. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Luke, we have Luke Farrell, who was a, who's a young guy, and then Chris Manhurts. I don't even know who this guy is, but no. they've all beaten out... Oh, seven years from Kinsayas College? Okay, I don't know. But anyway, long story short, Chris... Dan Arnold's on the bubble. <laughs> yeah, Dan Arnold is on the bubble. Him and Garrett Prince are fighting for the uh, final tight end spot. So it's just, but yeah, so we traded with Carolina again. Carolina sent us an undisclosed draft pick. The reason this frustrates me is because you'll never get what the draft picks are worth unless it's like a super high top tier player. And yes, Laviscus was not healthy his rookie year. He wasn't very healthy last year. He has a lot of drops, but still to spend a second round pick and then after two years be like, ah, eh, never mind. This isn't working out. Like it, it, it's incredibly frustrating to me. Well, it wasn't working out. No, you're right, but it, we did the same thing last year. We took it was we, the number nine player in the draft. We traded for a fifth round pick. It's like I I just hate to see wasted picks like that. And my well, whole the, thing this whole time has been work on the offensive line. They're burning through these picks to get skill guys, and then they're just getting rid of them. It's like why wouldn't you just stick to the plan? Like just get a ten year starting on the plan. offensive line. My plan. Um, Greg Little getting a lot of attention, too, by the way. Second-round pick or third-round pick who was hurt all the time. Getting a lot of attention to tackle. Oh, but I will say this. Uh, what if the problem is not necessarily – and, I mean, I don't even know if it's a new regime. It's the same regime at this point. Um, Walker could the, Little. Oh, could the problem just be the scouting department? Yeah, 100%. I Everyone knows I'm not a big fan of Trent Baalke and his system, uh, and I think – yeah, 100%. I think it's the scouting. Not even the scouting so much as... Because just with all the podcasts and stuff I listen to during the draft, because you know how hyped I get about the draft, and then all the research mm-hmm. I do on my own, sometimes they make these picks, and it's like, this dude, this hits you in the face. Like, you get mm-hmm. what you get. You get what you deserve at this point. Like, the whole Trayvon Walker... The dude didn't even start at Georgia. I meant to say, uh, listening to Mina Kimes and Mike Golick Jr. last night, uh, they love Trayvon Walker. They love what he Do brings they? to the field. They like what he brings. To the I line. sent you they that text him. about. Uh, I saw the yeah, breakdown. Yeah, you did say that. Uh, they like him and Josh Allen together on that line. They think they're going to wreak havoc. They're going to make problems. I hope for wreak havoc and release the dogs of war, man. Because Saxonville needs to come back. We made it to the AFC that Championship game in 2017. I don't know the movie, but they had to be. No, that's that old. Oh, I mean, kind of. I guess it's an ancient Greek quote. Oh, okay. Release the dogs out. Man, who let the dogs out? All right. <laughs> Moving Speaking on. of Carolina. Do I do that in between? Did I nope. do that on the last topic? Oh, man. Uh, speaking of Carolina, uh, Sam Darnold is down, but in Seattle, Geno Smith is getting the start, Brennan. Whose career from these former Jets quarterbacks Who's going to see longer success in their career at this point? Geno Smith. I've been on the Sam Darnold so bandwagon. So just this season is what you're saying. You're saying this season is it for both of them? <laughs> no, I, I I honestly think Geno Smith will play well enough to where he will be able to hold a clipboard for the next few years. Sam Darnold's oh. done. I think Sam Darnold's out of the league next year, which is wow. sad because I, you know, I watched that one game. And had all these high hopes for him. Yeah, everybody uh, had all those high hopes from that one game. Not, just excluding the next season where he was just mediocre. Um, but yeah, he's done. Uh, it's not... Referring to his college days at USC, folks. Yeah, yeah. He had, what was it at UCLA? That big he, like, Rose torched? Bowl. He had a big Rose Bowl game. And then like the following season, at like 18, 19, and then the following season, he was just like, mm, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I think Sam Darnold's done. I think Geno Smith will do enough to where... 
he because the thing of the Geno Smith was a an above average quarterback. He just the pieces around him were garbage. And then to beat out Drew Locke, I think that's important because Drew Locke is the younger, um, like bigger Drew arm. Had COVID one of those weeks. Oh yeah. Well, time. I'm just saying to beat out a younger quarterback that's cheaper, mainly cheaper, mm-hmm. um, because as a veteran, the minimum's a lot higher. It, it it speaks to how much better Geno Smith is. Because if it comes down to you know a, a hair, they're going to go with the cheaper guy. And you know, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories, but there's also the whole you know stance of you know black quarterbacks versus white quarterbacks. So for the them to go with. Gino, I think that speaks volumes to I I figured I'd hit the point before you did. I think that speaks volumes to good on you though. I think it speaks volumes to how good he is. And Gino, like I said, he wasn't bad in New I mean he was bad in New York, but it was uh, he was a victim of circumstance. He led West Virginia to like records they had no business being around. Yeah. So I I think he. I think it's. I know it's Gino. It's going to be Gino. Gino getting the start means he's at least going to back some people up for a few years. And quarterbacks are going to go down. Quarterbacks are going to get hurt. And that might we might circle back to the Jimmy G thing, looking at that later on in the season. But I, it's, Sam's done. Sam Darnold's out, and I feel bad because I was I was driving that bandwagon for a long you were, time. You were the only man on that bus. You and his mom, that Zach Wilson probably definitely tried to. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I think I think Gino probably does have a longer shelf life just for the fact that, I mean, to a degree, we've seen him do it. Uh, I think people, it's kind of like once you see it, you know when you see it. Like, we've seen yep. him quarterback start a few teams, not play, like, outstandingly, but he's serviceable, kind of in that way that Teddy Bridgewater, to me, yep. uh, people will rave about the guy. The guy, his greatest year was, like, 15 touchdowns. Um, but he's sustainable, he's serviceable, he gets the job done. So I think in that similar fashion where it's Sam Donald, we've, it's never looked good. Even though with Gino, it's never looked good, but Sam Donald just really looked bad because of his draft positioning, where he got drafted, the hopes people had for him. Like, he was with a top four pick, whereas Gino was first in the second round. Yeah. So... It just all looks bad for Sam, um, and the trajectory since like day one has been down. Like he was actually uh, fourth in the second round. So yeah, not even. Oh wow, damn! I thought he was first in the second round. No, thirty nine. Um, but yeah, between mono, between going to the Jets, between this ankle injury, between seeing Ghost, um, yeah, I don't think Sam Darnold is long for the NFL at this point. Yeah, Whereas I, just, I can see in I can see in a year Gino gets released from Seattle and then he goes to back up Russell Wilson again in Denver. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to to see that. Uh I was trying to pull up some of Gino's stats. He was drafted in 2013, so he's had wow. quite a career. Who thought he would have made it a damn almost a decade later? No one did. No. Especially after he got drafted in the second round. After he thought he was going to be a first-round pick and then made a big stink about it. Then he got punched in the face by one of his teammates. because he Yeah, he, like he hasn't played a – the he has, has not played a, a full season. So his rookie year, he played a full season, and they won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. Wow. And, and I would have never guessed he would have uh, quarterbacked the eight-game yeah. winning season. And he then he started the entire rookie year. Uh, he played the entire rookie year. I'm not sure if he was a starter. I'm just looking at the stats, the the plain stat sheet. Uh, but listen to some of this: like four of ten, nine of twenty two, eight of twenty three, eight of nineteen. So that was they were definitely doing a lot more running back then and relying on that. So that was his rookie year. Then the next year, uh, he only won three games, and then he has not played a full season since then mm. as the starter. Um, one game in 15, two games in 16, two games in 17, four games in 18. Well, he eventually like goes to the Giants and then Yeah, completely out. He was out of the league in 2019 completely. Yeah, no, he started that entire first year. Wow, I did not realize that. Yeah, so I, I don't think he's a bad quarterback at all. Um, I just think he hasn't gotten the opportunity to show what he can do. So I think Gino's going to be in the league at least a couple more years. So I gotta do this Teddy Bridgewater thing because I made that comment. I gotta see the most touchdowns he's thrown in the season. Most touchdowns Teddy Bridgewater has thrown in the season. Jeez. What is it? 
Chris so, Allen. So, uh, Pro Football Reference is doing their thing. Now. Um, I will um, say this. 18 uh, last oh, okay. year. I didn't prior know to that, prior to that, it was 15. 15, and 15 was the year prior in Carolina. The most he ever threw when he was in Minnesota was 14. I never understood it. I never understood. I never got it. People, now I know he's a good guy, lovable guy, great guy, wonderful man. But as a quarterback, I was like, he's Mr. Game Manager. He yeah. is supreme game manager. Hand it to Adrian Peterson and let's just call it a day. No one thought he was Teddy Two Gloves. No one no one thought he was going to be the gunslinger, throw it down the field type of guy. No. Hand the ball off and let's live to fight another day. Has not thrown 20 touchdowns. He's started four, effectively three full seasons. Has not thrown it over 20 touchdowns. That's insane. Crazy. In this in this day. All right. On to the NBA. Brennan. Looking over our depth chart just real quick before we get okay. into the NBA. Right before the NBA. And all um, the time I was looking for the drum. All so all these guys we've taken late, and I'm like, why didn't we take someone earlier? All those guys look like they're gonna make the team. <laughs> and the defensive players we took this year, and I was like, "Wow, oh, what a waste of picks!" Both of them are going to be starting. So, wow. Okay, maybe I was a little off, but still, not a, <laughs> not a fan. Anyway, maybe the draft means very little, um, or at least your assessment of it, or everybody's <laughs> yeah, grades right. of it. Um, yeah, gotta have fifty-three men. Gotta have fifty-three men at the end of the day, and at least gotta like have six practices. Uh, what movie is that from? Okay, Brandon. So the Brooklyn Nets have. Reconciled their differences. Uh, Kevin Durant is no longer axing for Sean Marks and Steve Nash to be gone. They're singing Kumbaya up there in Brooklyn. He's going to stay. What do you think this all means? I believe we both had this. There's no there was no trade. Yeah, there eventually became no trade. Yes. Yeah. So this is and I've been saying this repeatedly over and over and over because it sticks in my head. Cause I remember when Durant a long time ago was on the Bill Simmons pod and all he talked about was how he loves basketball and he just wants to play ball and he just wants to hoop. And I said, they're not going to be able to, I said this on this program, they're not going to be able to find a trade partner, but Durant is not going to sit out a season. He loves basketball too much. And Hey, props, to Joe Sly, 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 Joe Sly, Joe Joe Sly. Sly for looking him dead in the eye in that game of chicken and being like, no, dude, you're under contract for four years. Either you play here, or you don't play at all. And he Durant folded, which is good. Um, this is a team on paper that looks really good. I don't know how it's going to play out with the chemistry. I do know Durant's going to go out there and hoop and he's going to have great stats. Maybe he says, fuck it and just tries to take over every game, which I know you've touched on. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm team be damn. I'm yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I'm I don't know. I'm happy, I guess, for them. I don't know. But Durant's coming towards the end of his career is probably towards the end of his apex. And uh, I don't really care about nobody cares about the Brooklyn Nets. So it's kind of a wash for me. I was it's so crazy that no one cares about the Brooklyn Nets because the Brooklyn Nets are like they are. They are the fire starters of the NBA. Like. They are what has been like two, three years now since they decided to go there, and the collection of talent that they do have. I mean, it's since they decided to go to Brooklyn. Yeah, like they've been there for like what two, three years now. Like, Katie's signed an extension. Two thousand twelve, ten years. No. I'm saying since Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Went I'm to sorry. Brooklyn. I'm sorry. I Jesus thought you meant since Christ. they went to Brennan. Brooklyn. That's why I was like, <laughs> you're out of your mind. They went to Brooklyn a while ago. Since the guys decided to go to Brooklyn. I apologize. Yes, two years. Jeez. Two years since KD signed. Um, I think it's three years because the first year he didn't play. That's the bubble season. Oh, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was 19. Then uh, yeah, 19, 19 20, 20, 20, 21, 21, 22. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like... Uh, I feel like they should be better than they are. Um, we all expect them to be better than they are. Um, and, I mean, there was one season. I mean, look, again, if his toe is just a little short, if he wears size 15s and not 16s, they're in the NBA championship. And who knows what, you know, we're saying about that. 
Um, and that was with a hurt Kyrie and a hurt James Harden. They were able to get that close uh, and maybe get there. But the East has gotten better. Um, we haven't seen what they look like with Ben Simmons and what that dynamic looks like. Um, you think he's going to play? I think he, he, he has to play. Yeah. He has to. If he does not play this season, he's no longer in the NBA. No. no, nobody will trust him. Nobody will give him a contract. Nobody will sign him. There's no way he goes. Uh, there's no way he misses game one. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm with you, but I just he maybe can't he, miss game. If one. he wins that appeal to get a bunch of his money back, he might. Oh, he got like, some. He got some of it. He did. Yeah, they, they they settled that undisclosed amount, so no one could really talk about it. But you know, he got some of the money from Philly. As someone who suffers from severe mental um, disorders, I get kind of frustrated when I see that because it's like, did you just use what I have to struggle with on a daily basis to get money back? Or do you really suffer from certain things? My thing is, say he really struggles with it. Um, And I'll give him that. My thing is, man, there's a lot of people struggling and just going to their shit job. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I pay a thousand dollars a month almost to do my podcast because I want yeah. it to work, and this guy. So, uh, so yeah. Um, anyway, so not, uh, back to Brooklyn. Back to Brooklyn. Um, but yeah, I mean they have they have the uh, the tent poles to be a big franchise. Um, it's a little movie knowledge, man. Movie movie jargon. Uh, they have the tent poles to be a big franchise, but. Are the guys going to come to play, and are they going to come to play together? Are they going to come play for themselves? Um, ben Simmons is like, uh, I just. Hopefully he I plays for know. somebody. Just, uh, anybody. <laughs> yeah, anybody. <laughs> I just don't know what he is and what he provides to this team. Is he just a defensive stalwart? Is he going to be the point guard? So you have Kyrie play the two. Is Kyrie okay giving the one to him like he did to Harden? Is Durant gonna gel with any of these guys at this point? What's his relationship with Kyrie at this point? What's the relationship with Steve Nash? Because I just asked for Steve Nash to get fired. I just asked for Sean Marsh to get fired. Does do the other guys have any confidence in uh GM and ownership now that they know KD wanted these guys out? Like what is what is this team playing for and who are they playing for? Um because I don't, this is not a, this, that's the problem I think most, I don't think this is a team. This is a collection of players. This is not a team. Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about that before, you know, how often that can go awry. So we'll see what happens. Speaking of things going awry, Brandon, uh, a few weeks ago, Chet Holmgren got hurt playing at the, what's my guy, Jamal Crawford's Pro-Am in Seattle. Um he was going against LeBron. LeBron was driving to the basket like a freight train. Kid homegrown, thin little wafy kid, got you know the brunt of it. Didn't allow LeBron to make the shot, but definitely got a brunt of. Get him. Bless you, bless you. Damn it, I was trying to hold that as good as I can. Um, got the brunt of LeBron's uh, force and power there. Uh, Liz Frank injury going to be out the entirety of the season. Two questions here. One. What do you think the Thunder – how do you think the Thunder feel about this? And two, should players be playing in pro-ams? Uh, so the Thunder are going to be stoked because this is going to give them okay, a chance to the get that same kid from France. <laughs> yeah, it's a red shirt year. This is trust the process Victor all over Wembenyama. again. Victor Yeah. Um, no, this is stupid. I, I, I'm actually – I never would say I was happy that a player got injured, but after watching the summer league and how much better Chet looked than um, Bamba in Orlando, I was kind of oh, stoked. Bamba. Not Bamba. What's the kid's name? Paolo Banquero. Ba- Paolo. Sorry, I don't know why I said Bamba. Uh, Bamba's. Paolo looked fine. Paolo, Paolo looked was fine. most consistent. But Chet, you're Chet. right. But Chet had a couple of those games where he went off, and I was like, "Oh shit, did we make the wrong choice?" And now Chet's out, so it's like, eh, maybe we didn't. But uh, yeah, I, the, the, the Thunder are stoked about this because they're going to get Victor, and also stupid pro answers dumb. Anything to put your players at risk is dumb. Um, you only see this in basketball. Basketball is the only sport 
Where well, and I'm sure in well, footy too. Lends but itself to that's it. what I'm saying is because you can just like grab a ball and start hooping if there's a you know yeah a, the thing a rim is around. the thing is players will just because they're a program it say say they like barred people from playing programs not doesn't mean they're gonna stop playing basketball yeah they're still gonna play yeah that's yeah. true you make a good so, point so I I just. Whenever you see someone, especially like in their first year, get this serious of an injury and they're out for the whole season, it's kind of one of those things where you're like, how ah, was it worth it? I mean, he's guaranteed contract uh, it's at a rookie you know, level. So it's not. I honestly think that Oklahoma City is going to be better for this and throw a little curveball out there. Oklahoma City in two years is going to be stacked between all the draft picks that Presti has and then all the top round picks they're going to get. Durant finishes career in Oklahoma City. I don't think he's gonna do that. Um, I also Market. think this helps. Uh, I I also think there's gonna be some benefit for Chet. Um, this gives him a lot of time to be with the NBA staff to do his rehab, but also do weight training. Um, yeah, he's we, gotta get bigger, dude. I was about to say he can get his upper body built as uh, you know they wait on this injury, and once he gets cleared, because the injury itself is not really a one year injury. Um, I mean, we just saw this. Uh, we just saw Derrick Henry have the same injury last year within the NFL season and come back by before the playoffs. Um, so it'll give him time to build up his upper body, and then once that injury does heal and rehabs properly, he can start working on his lower half as well. Yeah. So that going into next year, he's a more complete build um, for the NBA. Um, the reason there's the, the big reason it's different in the NBA than in other sports, especially the NFL, is the jumping up and down. The jumping up and down, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so the listeners are clear, it's not the injury itself is not as significant as being out for the whole year. But like Joe said, it's the uh, it's the leaping, you know, five feet into the air. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, like I said, pro am. Uh, I think I think this is ushered in by Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan had a for the love of the game clause in his contract. And I think most people have had that clause pretty much like cemented into their contracts going forward. Um, basically, Jordan, when he was in Chicago, he had a clause where no matter where he was, anytime he could be like on the south side, if there's a pickup game that he wants to hop in on, he can hop in on it. And if he got hurt, it's for the love of the game. It doesn't matter. So... It's kind of been put into every NBA contract. Oh, it's interesting forward. you say that because I on Sports Center they very distinctly were like, "Oh, this is an NBA sanctioned event, so it's not going to affect his guaranteed financial." Uh, yeah, and the NBA that, that's another thing. So to play in some of these proams, uh, your team has to sign off on it. Um, yeah, but you can still you could still argue for the with the for the love of the game clause. Yeah, that's true. So, well, I don't know. So that's a good question. I it might not be in rookie contracts. Yeah, I, was yeah. I wonder if rookies have it. You might have to fight for it once you go to re-up. Or not so even they, fight for it. Just be like, hey, put this in my contract when I re-up. Because all the rookie contracts are the same. Yeah, they're all basically just copy-paste. So yeah. that's a good point. I wonder if it's in rookie, con- rookie contracts. But, um, yeah, I know basically all the – that's why LeBron was there. That's why – you know, uh, Anthony Gordon, Anthony Gordon, Aaron Gordon was there. Gordon. Like, yeah, like all those guys are able because, like, we've been seeing them play programs basically all offseason. Like, everybody's been pulling up to either the Drew League, one in Atlanta, the uh, Jamal Crawford's in Seattle. Like, every, this has been the most exposure some of these guys have gotten in a summer, especially with, you know, COVID over the last two years, uh, last two summers. Like, Guys have made a concerted effort to go out there and play amongst the people who normally can't see them play on a regular basis. Uh, speaking of, you know, guys who can't play on a regular basis, uh, RJ Barrett uh, just got they're re-signing. They're signing him to a big extension out yes. of New York, four years, one twenty, um, and this puts the Donovan Mitchell trade on the shelf for now, Brennan. Uh, do you think they revisit this, or do you think this is basically the end of Donovan Mitchell leaving Utah, thus wasting away in Salt Lake? Uh, peak too early. Peak too early on the trade. Uh, that's my go-to Utah stance for everything. Hilarious. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, 
It makes the trade more difficult. I think they may. I think it makes the trade non-existent. But I've seen on different sites that they're like, "Oh, mucks up the waters, makes it more difficult." You know, trade starting to fade to the background. He's not getting traded. He's gonna live out the rest of his NBA career in Utah, middling, great offensive player, not the number one on a team. Is very. Very good offensive Very, player, not number one on the team, not not a, an assist guy that you'd want leading the team in that position. Uh, he just, uh, no, he's going to wither away in Utah. Utah traded Gobert. They don't have the defense that they once did, especially now. And it's going to be a disaster. And they're not going to get top picks. And it's going to be bad. And that's just yeah. where they are. That's yeah. where they're going to be. They're not going to get free agents. They're, nope. They're, they're going to have to basically build out of the draft all those picks they got from uh the timberwolves are not going to be as effective because timberwolves are going to be good man i would say the timberwolves are going to be a top if not 18 but excuse me a top 16 moving forward with anthony edwards uh coming more to his own carl anthony towns and rudy gobert all three of those guys um so yeah i don't see those picks really transpire into anything you could have they're hoping that the Knicks make that trade, and you know the Knicks are going to be bad forever because that's kind of the bane of their existence, them and the Jets. Um, so that's how that would have transpired. But if they can't make this trade, like you said, Utah is going to be a below-average team. They're going to be a play-in mix type of team. Uh, Worst place to be in the NBA, 10 through yeah, 15. That was it. Well, they're going to be like a 10-9-8 maybe. Um, depending on the other pieces they can at least put around him if they just say like hey we can't like just wi- we can't just waste his career um so that's that on that i mean I-, I don't see any other way they can get this trade done there's been other pieces that they've been looking for um and tom thibodeau is not really um, looking to jump out on giving up some of those other key guys that he finds valuable um and Utah's trying to take some of those younger pieces away. So, yeah, I mean, they're just out of loggerheads. Donovan Mitchell's uh, value is only to New York in the, in the way that they want, in the way they want the return on him. So I, I don't see it going down. If they do make a trade with somebody else, I don't see it them getting the returns that they want, basically. Absolutely not, because nobody else... Is in the the and now the Knicks aren't in that position anymore. Yeah, they're, where they're desperate enough to give away the farm for a below average superstar. Brennan, speaking of big contracts, MLB is ripe for that. Twenty-one year old rookie Julio Rodriguez, who Rodriguez, won, who did he win the? No, he lost. The home run derby to Juan Soto. Um, Just signed an extension with the uh, Seattle Mariners, who are squarely in playoff position at this point. Um, This deal is 14 years and starts at $200 million, but can escalate up to, I've seen different numbers, but it can escalate to a minimum of $400 million or at the high end, $470 million. Now, I'm so confused by this because I thought baseball was all guaranteed. So I didn't think there were uh, levers in place to like escalation clauses and stuff like that. So the 200 million is guaranteed, but they're signing him in his rookie year. So they didn't have to do this. You have basically six years of kind of free range, basically kind of let's say your rookie deal. So the first year, your first three years. Yeah, that's why they sit guys and stuff. So they still have them under whatever yeah. it is. Um, their arbit not arbitration year, their usage years. I can't remember the word right now. Um, but yeah, so those first three years, they kind of have you squared away, and then the year three, three or four, five, six, you can go to arbitration and try to get a little more, but you're not going to get any big money until you become an actual free agent in year six. So basically, they're capping that and giving him this all up front in a way, but it gets incentive laden the further it goes down. So, but he could hit on some of those incentives like next year and that would lock in cash for the future. So there's escalators on uh, all-star appearances where he ends up in say MVP voting, 
um, and things like that. Oh, so he could get all that. He could lock all he that could stuff lock in early in, in his yeah, career. Yeah, he could lock him in in the next two years if he's the MVP next year, if he's an all-star again in two years, and then lock in money for 14 years down the road. Yeah, because I'm going to be honest. This is the first time I had seen an MLB contract, and maybe it's just because doing the show now with you and you're uh, much more locked in on baseball than I am. This is the first time I've ever seen a contract that I can remember where they were like, oh, it it's guaranteed this, but it could be that. And I was like, wait, that's not how Major League This was the works. first time I've seen a contract. Okay, like so this. I'm not crazy. That is, This is a new thing. We've never seen someone... We've never te- seen a team be so proactive to try to sign their guy this early ahead of schedule. Smart, smart though. Yeah, I would say lock him in now instead of waiting till um, teams try to usually like with Chris Bryant in uh, Chris Bryant in Chicago. It was like, hey, let's try to hold this guy back until the right moment where we can then call him up and then we'll have him until he's thirty. They had him from twenty four. To 30 and where does Chris Bryant play now? And Chris Bryant is now Colorado Rockies. That's where what he I got thought. Paid. Yep. Uh, Nolan Arenado, even though the Rockies did sign him, they signed him, moved the money like further down, and then by the time he started having to really get paid, hey, let's ship him off to uh, let's ship him off. Bryce to, Harper. Uh, what the heck is the name of the place? They shipped him to St. Louis. They shipped St. him Louis. to the Cardinals. It was the Cardinals. Come on, man. Bryce, yeah. Bryce Harper, same thing. Yeah. Let's use him until we're at the end of the contract. All right. We're not going to re-sign him. He walks. He goes to Philadelphia. Juan Soto. We, we're at an impasse. Even though he has two years left on his deal, we're at an impasse. All right. Let's trade him to San Diego. Um, so this yeah, is this good because as a, a Florida kid, and I know you'll completely understand this, we see this happen with that. What you're describing, we see happen with the Rays all the time. They build yeah. up their team out of the farm system, and then when it's time for everybody to get paid, they just ship them all off. And so well, it's even it's, it's nice I, to I see. I will this. say the Rays did try to lock in um, a couple guys, Evan Longoria. They locked in David Price. They locked in. They pick the the ones they feel like are going to be the centerpieces of their team going forward. Okay, um, for sure, but. I mean, how often does it pan out is the thing. Because you, if you're only going to have two pieces for the next 10 years, it's like, okay, you got to God, that's a huge roll around. of the dice, yeah, yeah. to be like, ah. Like, oh, this guy's going to be it for the next 10 years. But Yeah, because um, like, I can only imagine it in football where it's like, yeah, you've got a really good quarterback, but then you also have, like, two or three of these, like, all-pro defensive players. It's like you can only keep, you know, a couple of them. Only keep one. You yeah. Only keep one. So, yeah, it was just good to see uh, – a good year, get a reward. He's going to win Rookie of the Year, no doubt. He had a stellar, a stellar performance at All-Star Weekend between the home run derby and the game itself. Um, and he's he's basically been accounted as he's the next man up in Seattle. Um, he's the heir apparent to Ken Griffey as far as, like, he's the fan favorite. He's the He loves baseball. He loves the town. The town loves him. Um, he's the face of that franchise right now. Uh, speaking of the face of the franchise, Brennan, uh, the Dodgers, I don't know how they're winning. I, it's Now, nah, I know how they're winning. They just played, like, four games against the Marlins. Um, <laughs> that helps. Like, You're they, Miami Marlins. They played a home-and-home. Home. Uh, I think we won one game. Sandy threw a complete game. Again, fourth complete game of the season, more than any other franchise right now. Um, but, yeah, they keep losing arms. Tony Gonsolin. Uh, Jet, who was an all-star pitcher, just went to the IL. Clay Sh- Kershaw is still on the IL. Uh, Walker Bueller is getting Tommy John. Um, that was announced last week. Uh, I, I, this is not even a topic to say anything. I just don't know how they're winning because they all their pitching is like all their pitching is in the I, on the IL. Like everybody's hurt. It's so weird. Yeah, I mean. Dodgers are going to Dodger, man. I can't believe that this is happening only because all the injuries. But, I mean, I picked them at the beginning of the year, and I'm sticking with that. And that's not a difficult decision because they're still winning despite all the injuries. Speaking of injuries, yeah, uh, the Yankees. This is what I wanted to get to. <laughs> the Yankees, uh, clo- well, he's not even the closer anymore. One of their relief pitchers uh, had to be put on the short-term IL because of Weird reaction. He had an infection on tattoo that he had just recently got. That's Rawls Chapman, who's uh, not the greatest of people. Um, but they they just dropped 
three straight games, two of them to the Athletics, one to the Angels. Um, they're dropping the gimmies. The, the yeah. Angels are not a good team. The Athletics are not a good team. Um, and they keep sliding further and further back. Judge is, you know, he's hit his 50th home run. I think like the 10th one weird saying like the 10th person to do it before September or some nonsense like that. Um, so he's still on pace to probably get 61. Uh, but Brennan, what, what do you think? What do you think the Yankees are? Do you think, do you think this team makes it to the ALCS? Uh, no. Uh, so the Yankees, and we've talked about this a million times. The season's We're going to keep long. talking about it, Greg. Everybody, Kyle. no, I know, but everybody ebbs and flows. The Yankees at one point were up Nothing 15 games. Like the Yankees. Um, and now they're only up seven. They're losing to these teams that they should be destroying. I mean, they beat the Mets in that series. The series, they I think they it was one one or one two. They beat the Mets in a couple of those games, and then they go and lose to the A's. It's like, yeah. what is happening right now? Um, I think obviously we're going to still talk about the Yankees because they are the one of the they are playing very well this season overall, and it's you know the biggest team in baseball next to the Dodgers and the Marlins. So. See what I did there? Uh, yeah, thanks a lot. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't get it. I mean, it's baseball. It's incredibly, of all the sports, is probably one of the most hit or miss kind of things, no pun intended. But it's like, you know, we, we're seeing Baltimore with a $37 million roster, you know, beating up on teams. And they're ahead of Boston with a $230 million roster. So it's just baseball is one of the only sports where that can happen on a consistent basis. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's a bizarre thing to see. Yeah, and in recent times they won, they lost two or three to the Mariners, lost two or three to a flailing Red Sox team, lost two or three to the uh, the Rays, lost three or four to the Blue Jays. They bounced back with those two wins against the Mets, but now they they split two with a bad Athletics team, and they lost the first of two with the Angels. So. It's they they have no pitching depth. They traded uh, Jordan Montgomery, who was a starter for them, for Harrison Badger, who is an outfielder who has not played a game for them and is now on the sixty day DL. He was hurt when they traded for him, and now he was on the ten day. And they were the Cardinals were just monitoring him. And now once he got to the Yankees, it's a sixty day DL stint. He's basically going to be done for the year. So bad management. They didn't. They had a weird uh, trade deadline. Didn't get any extra arms, even though we knew Chad Green was going to be out for the rest of the year. And they lost another reliever. So they just didn't make the moves at the deadline that they needed to. Because, again, in October, it's going to come down to pitching. And at this point, with all their pitching injuries and the, the trade they made, no one is confident in their pitching. They can have all the mashers they want. But eventually, the bats will go cold, as we have seen um, and they just have no one who can get an out, and you got to get twenty-seven outs. Do you think? Do you think? With all the injuries that are happening right now, we're still about two months away from the playoffs. Do you think everyone kind of comes back just in time? Do you think that that's the situation? Maybe that's why they're throwing people on the uh, IL so quickly. I don't know. I don't know because you. The thing is, you got to work yourself into a lather. You got to work yourself into a rhythm. So. If we're going to come in cold turkey when everybody else is already clicking, like trying to figure it out now at that point, that late in the stage, like September is when you're supposed to be, everything's supposed to be clicking. Yeah. And if you're limping into September, you're going to be limping in October. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good look. So I, I think this hurts them more than anything. I've actually went to Yankee Stadium for the first time uh, oh. last, last uh, two weeks ago when I did the bonus episode. Uh, for the podcast, wow. yeah, I, I, it's, it's actually it was really cool to see. I've never seen up close and personal a major league baseball stadium, so that was cool. Never actually, that's it. not true. I went to Cleveland games when I was a kid, but you know my brain stuff. I don't remember that. You never? You lived in? You went to Boca. You didn't li go to one Marlins game? No, I did not. You guys never got drunk and went to a Marlins game? No. Wow. Joe, we're Division One football players. Why would we do anything that has to do with baseball? <laughs> to get drunk and go to a Marlins game. I guess. I don't know. Were you there? Were you still down there in 2012 when they opened the new ballpark? Yep. Oh man, should have went to the new ballpark. I don't. I'm not a ballpark guy. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. All right, on to the quickets. 
And you'd be surprised how quick. And quick! Maybe hits. Quick hit. What do you mean you're not a ballpark guy? What do you have to be to be a ballpark guy? I just don't, I don't know. I don't like baseball. I Can I say something about this before we get started? Go ahead. My wings went oh. down in a hail of gunfire. We smoked the Suns in game two, and I was like, oh, we're going to be all right. And the Suns, I don't know who we pissed off, but the Suns came back in game three and destroyed us. They, the thing is, though, it was it was close at the half. It might have been tied at the half. And then that second half, they just went bananas. Yeah, we're talking WNBA. It's it's time for Joe's WNBA. It's talking about the WNBA playoffs. Uh, Storm Aces, Sun Sky. Uh, game two of both series are going to be, I think, Wednesday. or t- Yeah, Wednesday. Game two of both series are going to be tomorrow. Uh, as of right now, though, uh, the Storm with a late game effort, uh, especially by Jewel Lloyd, the Gold Mamba, uh, they were able to edge out the Aces, uh, winning by three, and then the Sun were able to hold on for dear life as the sun, as the Sky tried to come back, um, winning sixty eight to sixty three. These are t- the top four teams, honestly, in my eyes, um, and they're all slugging it out. And this is going to be a very interesting road to the final two teams. Um, my bet is still on the Aces and the Sun. Uh, and I think the Aces are going to win it all this year. Though the Storm, uh, the great story of Sue Bird, I think the Aces. Uh, well, at all, let me wait. Let me double check. Is Dierica Hamby back? Because I know she got hurt towards the end of the season. Ooh, she's not back yet. Um, I still think they have enough firepower though. Between Jackie, Kelsey, Asia, um, I think they have enough firepower to get through. Seattle, though it's going to be a tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be five games. Uh, I see both these series going to five games. I don't think anybody's going to have a cakewalk at all. Um, but outside of that, Brennan, let's get to the FedEx Cup. Okay, yeah. Um, sorry, I thought we were going in order, so I no, had all I never my stuff pulled order. up for. Sorry. I know you don't. I should know that by now. You should know though. Um, I had all my stuff pulled up. No, I'm actually going to end with. I'm not ending with the yeah. FedEx all Cup. Right. <clears throat> Rory McIlroy. Uh, Rory uh, rallies to win his third FedEx Cup, $18 million. Uh, it's been Deep a weird purse. season for golf. Uh, I'm happy for Rory because you don't say. Rory's been doing that thing that he does every year where he plays well in tournaments and everyone's voting for him. <laughs> and everyone's, <laughs> everyone's cheering for him and stuff. And then he just can't. He doesn't it really come doesn't help the guy who like every time I'm going to sleep, I think somebody's like in the room somewhere. That was that look behind me and somebody's in the room. I'm like, what the hell's going Someone's on? in your closet, Joe. Uh, <laughs> the call's coming from inside the closet. Everybody Jeez. drink. Um, so yeah, I I'm happy for Rory. I didn't, I'm gonna be honest with you, Joe, and the listeners. Normally I stay on top of the golf stuff, did not watch a single stroke of the FedEx Cup. Oh, been very, very busy, but good, good for Rory. This I do like this though, because Rory's been very vocal about the live tour and all that kind of stuff. And this mm-hmm. kind of cements the whole like he's a good golfer. Like, yeah, he doesn't win as many tournaments as you'd hope, but he he can play. He can play speaking golf. Speaking of speaking of the live tour, uh, we did not talk about because I think that broke like right after we recorded last week. Uh, how do you feel about this uh, TGL golf shit? Uh, this Monday night virtual team. Oh, I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. I think the whole live thing is stupid. No, 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 no. This is uh, I'm talking about the PGA new thing. Oh, the the virtual thing. Yeah. No, that's ridiculous too. This is all dumb. Strap it up like Ben Hogan in the 1930s, and let's swing some clubs. But do you think this was so? As soon as the news, I think this like released as soon as we ended recording last week, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh, no wonder Tiger and Rory have been so against Live. They've had their own thing they've been working on." Like I don't know if it was born out of necessity because of Live, or this was something that was already in the works before Live, and they are basically partners with the PGA to put on this event. And it's like, oh, okay, you guys just, you guys were, you guys didn't want to be a part of Live because you were, again, going to be employees. Whereas this, you guys are going to be owners. So I see why you've been rallying, railing against it. But we're all just doing the same thing. We're all just trying to make money. Yeah, I'm looking up a lot of it now. It's, this is very interesting. Uh, <laughs> he just railed against it now. It's very interesting. 
<laughs> no, I hate it. I hate any of this stuff where it's gimmicky. Like, I, you know me. Like, let's just play. I don't. When you get a younger audience, that's been the issue from the onset. But speaking you, of. You know what got a bigger audience just real quick? Tiger Woods dominating everybody. Let's get another Tiger in here. Let's go. Mark it. Yeah, I agree. Let's get another black golfer to black Asian. Uh, Cabla Asian? What was it? No, nah, there was a word he said, Cabla Asian. He's Caucasian, black, and Asian. It was weird. Um, the Premier League. <laughs> I just think of that sketch, the Dave Chappelle sketch where they're doing the uh, race draft. Oh, man. One of the best sketches ever. Um, to the Premier League. Close personal uh, friend Dave Chappelle. Premier League. The Premier. Did you guys stare a cigarette or he just had one and walked away? Uh, he had one and I had one. Okay. Did We're grown men. We don't share cigarettes. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, did he bum a cigarette as well as getting that? Oh, no. That would have been sick. Uh, mm. Then I would have really been like, I gave you that cigarette that one time. <laughs> you got to uh, give me five minutes. I had a question. Oh. About the Prem. Okay. So I was looking this up because uh, Fulham, as everyone knows, Fulham, Fulham is now my team. Big game today, two thirty p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time against Brighton Central. Against Brighton, I Andreas Pereira. <clears throat> Am I saying that right? Yeah. He. So when I looked him up on the thing, it said he played for uh, Barcelona. Or Manchester United or something. I don't know. It's a, he played for a different team. Is he on loan? How does that thing work? How does that whole thing work? I don't remember if Pereira is on loan or not. Um, I'd have to double check. He may be on loan. Uh, he may be on loan from, uh, who was it, Barca or was it, what's the name? Um, it works in the way that you loan the player for the year. You have them for the year. At the end of the year, they go back to their team. Okay, because when I clicked on, um, or maybe it was Alexander. No, that's that's our no, guy. No, right? Mitro's our guy. Mitro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on Barca still. So yeah, um, yeah, he's on loan for the rest of the season. Okay, because that no, yeah, okay. Here I'm looking at current teams: Fulham FC, Manchester United, Brazil national team for uh, Pereira. So it says current teams: Fulham FC, but then also Manchester United. How does the loan system work? Is it just like a you said it's just like a trade. Like, who's paying that salary? Does Manchester uh, pay that they salary? They split it. They split okay. it, basically. So then, um, so basically what you're saying is, like, say Green Bay was like, listen, we really want to go with Jordan Love, but we don't want to lose Aaron Rodgers for nothing. And then the Raiders could come in and be like, well, we'll pay half of Aaron Rodgers' contract if you let him play for us for a year. I don't see why they do Aaron Rodgers. That's just, Love, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, effectively, it would be like, uh, so Jimmy G, the 49ers have him, but the Lions are like, look, we're like a quarterback away from being like a eight win team, and we would rather be an eight win team than a four win team to give the fans some hope. Can we borrow Jimmy G and pay half his salary for the year? Because you're not using him anyway. Because you ain't using him anyway. They'll be like, yeah, sure. So this has got to be. Does this this has got to save a lot of these big teams money because they have like oh yeah they super get to inflated make contracts and stuff. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, okay, that makes sense. Because, like I said, when I was looking at some of the players... you have just bad books. <laughs> when just I was looking at some books. of the players, I like, when I clicked on their picture on the ESPN app, it had, like, the, you know, it puts the, the other team. logo behind him, and it had, like, he had Man U's logo behind him, and I was like, what the shit? Also, want to touch on this. Um, so we've we've dropped a couple of games, Fulham, but... Uh, dropped one game. Well, yeah, two, two yeah, games. One game, one game, one game. The Crowley game doesn't matter. I okay. wanted to be out of the Carabao Cup. I don't care about the Carabao Cup. Okay, okay. The uh, Man U, who lost pretty significantly their first two games, has now rallied back and won their last two by a pretty yes. good margin. That was crazy to see that they were like in last place, threatening relegation. I know it's the beginning of the season, but now all of a sudden they're like fourth or eighth. Like they're they eighth. just shot up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, two wins will do that for you. That's the difference in the points point system. Um, yeah, that you know, point system is being, bananas. Being middling is only so good, um, and losing is the worst punishment. Uh, uh, Bournemouth, good point. Point case in point. Bournemouth won their first game. They looked so good. Uh, didn't look so good. They won their first game, and then they dropped their next three, and now they're at the bottom of the table. They're bottom four, and they sacked their manager today. Uh, former Fulham manager Scott Parker. How you like them apples, Scotty? Huh? 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 
Um, but yeah, Scott Parker has been sacked by Bournemouth four games into the season. Uh, a little unfair if you're looking at who they played. They played Liverpool, Man City, um, and a, another top team, I believe. I believe. I think they played Arsenal. Um, and just so yeah, three top teams they played. Three uh, pretty much what's the word like legacy teams they played yeah. and they lost those three games and yeah i mean it's that fast they were they were like top three after week one and now they're 17th in facing relegation staring it down why arsenal is destroying people by the way arsenal why, is crazy right now why is it that when i'm looking at the standings for the premier league it just shows me the last five you're not scrolling up i guess i don't know What's wrong with your ass? Oh no, I'm sorry. It's just the site that I'm using. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> it just goes. It goes by groups of five. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. I'm. Are you? We're not nervous at all, though, right? Not I mean, nervous. it's just the start uh, of the season. I think that game. So we lost to Arsenal two one in like the 85th minute or something. Bananas. Oh, um, that's I why think, you were so stoked about that. You were like, yeah, it's not a bad loss because yeah, not a bad loss whatsoever. I think, uh, I think more than anything, we earned the respect of one of the, of the current top team and of the league. We put the league on notice that we are no pushover. In that same day, Bournemouth, who was coached by Scott Parker, who was a former Fulham manager, lost to Liverpool, who we tied with. Uh, they lost to Liverpool nine zero. They got boat raced. Yeah. And Liverpool, who had been struggling, had not won a game up until that point, uh, had only three ties. Um, they were they were struggling as a team, and then they opened the floodgates on right on Bournemouth, getting nine goals. Um, so us going against Arsenal and holding our own, and honestly should have won that game. Both the goals we let go were we should have won that game, should have lost that game. We had. A, a couple lapses defensively early on, but once we hunkered down, we were good for the rest of the first half. Start of the second half, uh, Mitro got a fucking a solid like textbook Mitro goal, just being a man amongst men, um, being the most manly of all of them out in suburbia, suburbia, Serbia, just chopping trees down in the cold with a cigarette in his mouth, bare chested, um, cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And uh, but the two goals we then let go one, um, one was actually just a really fucking good goal, uh, and then the other one was a, a scramble play on a corner, um, and we just let it go, um, but yeah, no, we fought tooth and nail to the end, and I think uh, Arsenal definitely respected us the way we played, and I think everybody took notice that. We're not going to be the same pushovers we were two years ago and four years ago. We're going to fight tooth and nail, and this is not the same team. This team does not have the same makeup. This is not a finesse team. We are going to be coming for the jugular, um, and it shows with Mitro. It shows with Palahino, pa, Pala, Juan Pala, Palahani, Pala, Palahano. So many H's and N's. Um, uh, that sounded weird. Um, but, yeah, we, we are a tough team. We do need a couple more transfer. The transfer window closes tomorrow. Um, I do think we need a— You think Tony's going to pull the trigger? Tony needs to. Jesus Christ. Silva's been at, only asking for it for, like, the last three weeks, saying we need at least four other players because, like, at the start of the season, we lost two of our wingers, so we're going with our two backup wingers right now. We need more threat in the attacking third. Um, I love Cabano. I love— uh, Bobby Decadova Reed, but at this stage in the game, I don't think they are going to be the most. Uh, they're not going to strike fear into the opponent's eyes. Um, we need guys who will um, and who can create uh, more efficiently because we have we're not going to have tons of possessions in the same way we did in the champions. So we're going to have to strike while the iron's hot and uh, make the most out of our possessions, and we can't be losing possessions and uh with some of these premier league for, uh, backs um we're losing more and more possession because they're better defensively yeah um and we're constantly on the defense but when we attack we have to make meaningful attacks so we need stronger guys on the wings um and Boom, we gotta beautiful. wait for harry to get back and we got it we, we're allegedly gonna sign willem who was a former chelsea winger um, so that should happen. Uh, Brennan. Yeah. The U.S. Open has begun. Serena Williams played last night. She won her first match. It was glorious. I watched it. Uh, 
straight sets. Um, Simona Halep, who is the number one right now, I believe, has already been uh, bounced out. Uh, Serena will be playing the number two on Wednesday. Brennan, do you think Serena has a chance? Yeah, it's going to be her last uh, her last rendezvous. It's uh, she's last raw. Yeah, she's hinted at the retirement. I did. She didn't straight up say it in the piece, though, right? She just hinted at it very strongly. Um, she saying like, "If this is my last open, use the word then, retire." Yeah. Okay. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When a tiger's back is against the wall, it strikes. That's what I always say. Uh, there's a very good line in that movie, uh, "League of Extraordinary Gentlemen," where they talk about dying tigers and how that's when they're the most dangerous. And I, that's how I feel with Serena, one of the greatest athletes, man, woman, or child known to humankind. Um, and so I think she's going to pull it out. I think she can win it. All right. Um, all I'll say is this is a household that was for Serena. Yeah. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. Sir, 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 sir. All right, Brandon, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on all social media at Brennan T Comedy. Check out my website, BrennanTComedy.com for upcoming dates. One man show will be out in January. So keep an eye out for that. If you are in New York, come out to the show. Also, I um, have another podcast called Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I get comedians, artists, musicians, actors, all sorts of people on Joe's been on twice. To come on and talk about their best and worst drinking, drug, partying, and getting in trouble stories. Just hit 100 episodes. Uh, actually, that was last week. We already released a 101. Check that out. It's a great show. Ex-Drinking Buddy. Joe. Sorry, Simone Hop was ranked seventh. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorver. You can find this show's Twitter and Instagram at Cheering Press. Uh, don't forget to head over to the New Low Network. A lot of big things on the horizon. Uh, a lot of things going on with a New Low. We are consistent as all hell. And we're funny as all shit. Um, and we got a big guest this week on Who Does a Podcast. We got Mike Ryan from the Dan Levitard Show on the show to talk about the big game, the musical that he co-wrote and co-produced with JT Daly. Uh, it's all about last year's NFL season. So as you get ready for this year's NFL season, go ahead and check out the big game and then go check out uh, me, Kyle, and Yumio, a.k.a. Rick, sit down and talk with Mike Ryan and all the thoughts and processes behind that. There's a song dedicated to Tom Brady retiring. And then Tom Brady unretires, and you get to hear Mike's thoughts on that whole situation. So that was a fun, good time, and I think it has some overlap with Cheers. So check that soundtrack out and check that episode out. Um, so, yeah, Brendan, let's get out of here. I got breakfast waiting for me. Yeah, me too. All right, and that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout-out. We didn't talk about college football. FAU routed Charlotte, 43-7. Go out. Nebraska did the Nebraska thing. Yeah, right? God, they had to win that Scott game. Scott Frost, you suck. Go back to UCF, bruh. They don't want them anymore.